Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to Neil Before Pod interviews. I'm your host Craig and I recently had the pleasure of talking to Rick Morales, producer of the animated movie Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match. The conversation covers Mortal Kombat lore, expanding the storytelling and 80s vibes. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's quite late here in the UK, but it's all show business. <laughs> yeah. So this project, the Mortal Kombat animated film, how did you come to be involved in it? I was brought in at the very beginning of this line of Mortal Kombat films and uh, developed them and did the first three. So I've been involved since the start. I guess back then it was just they came to me, hey, we're thinking about doing Mortal Kombat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this hasn't been done yet. Yes, of course. So are you heavily into the Mortal Kombat lore? When I was doing research for these interviews, I didn't realize how deep and intricate the mythology of the franchise actually is. It is. It's very intricate. There's a lot to it. And they've rebooted a little bit now and they've gotten into multiverses and it's all very complex. A lot of characters. It's a really rich ground for storytelling. Yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily expect that with a franchise where the crux of it is brutally murdering the opponent. (laughs) There's so much of that. But there's also, I think, they've developed in this franchise over the years characters that people really like and identify with. So when Jeremy and I, my writer Jeremy, when we started talking about this stuff, there was a lot there already in their lore that was really ripe for good storytelling. So we just try to approach it by being very faithful to what Ed Boon and the guys at NetherRealm have all set up over the decades. And I think that's served us well. I'd be interested to know what being a producer involves in a project like this. What are your responsibilities in terms of getting this from development to screen? <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. I'm the creative lead on these films. So I oversee character design and background design and color. And I oversee the mix and the sound stuff. I work with a bunch of really talented people to make all this stuff come together in the end. Jeremy and I basically start from the beginning, come up with a bunch of ideas to pitch different storylines that we could approach for these films and pitch that stuff to the execs and to another realm and see what they bite at. And happily, oddly enough, they liked this Johnny Cage pitch. And we were, I think, as stunned as everyone else will be when they see it. <laughs> so you would have had a hand in the major 80s vibes that were going on in the setup of the film? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that was one of the, I remember it was in the early days of COVID when we were all sent home and working from home and sequestered. And I remember having a conversation with Jeremy on the phone in my backyard, just kind of talking through ideas. And I don't remember if it was him. We had liked this idea of doing something with Johnny Cage, but we just kept talking about it. And it was like, oh man, that'd be awesome if we could do something that was a little bit offbeat for the Mortal Kombat franchise, something unexpected. And the idea of a 80s-centered Johnny Cage film, it seemed ridiculous and also made a lot of sense. Yeah, I got different references as I was watching it. There was a bit of a Rocky in there with a training montage with a very Rocky-sounding song, music (laughs) cue. Yeah, we tried to hit a little bit of everything, you know, and then we were really fortunate to get Jennifer Grey in this thing, and that was just fantastic. Yeah, and then Joel McHale's sort of tongue-in-cheek delivery of, of lines is perfect for that sort of Johnny Cage portrayal. Well, I think also when we did the first Mortal Kombat film and we got Joel to be Johnny Cage, it was like, this guy is perfect casting. He's just so good in the role that after that first film, Jeremy and I were like, we got to give him more. We got to see more Johnny Cage. I want to see this character. So one of the considerations 
was to have a vehicle for Joel to just let loose a little bit and make something that's more comedic because Johnny kind of lends himself to that, I think. So yeah, that's probably one of the major reasons we started down this road to pursue making this film. There were similarities in his performance to when he played Starman in the Stargirl TV show. It was a similar sort of vibe in some places. Yeah, I can totally see that. It's not too far away from how he is when you talk to him in the booth. He's a really great guy and he's really funny and he's always on. Very witty, smart. In the Mortal Kombat movie that you referenced, the one you directed, is that connected to this in a shared continuity? I'll confess I haven't seen that previous one as of yet, so I'm a bit in the dark in that way. Not as such, but I think there's a sort of a world. I think that's one of the smart things with having this be the Mortal Kombat Legends, and it actually dovetails, I think, nicely with what they've done in the games where they've done these alternate reality versions of the characters and opened it up to that possibility. This kind of does loosely tie into even the first two movies in a way, but I look at it as almost like if you're familiar with the DC comics and their Elseworlds, I almost look at it as something like that. It's not too far out of the continuity, but it's loose. Hmm. Is there any chance of a Mortal Kombat DC Universe team up like there was in the video game? Because I know there's a lot of DC animation (laughs) that's similar creative teams as well. I think it's a possibility. I mean, I think it's always a possibility. I'd like to see it. I'd like to be involved in it. I think it just makes too much sense at some point. That's the beauty of the animated stuff, is it seems like more risks can be taken than they might take in the big-budget live-action stuff. Well, yeah, totally. And, and and also, I just think, in some ways, these characters... Listen, I'm an animator, so I feel that a lot of these characters just work better in animation, period. You can style them up, you can push their actions, you can see a lot more of the characters in costume and stuff like that, because all you need is a drawing of it. And not specific to Mortal Kombat, but I had to get it in. You had the honour of directing Adam West's final appearance of Batman. That must have been amazing. You may not have known it was his final appearance at the time, I suppose, but still. Yeah, no, it's one of the highlights of my entire career. I think it'll be one of those things that I'm always amazed that I was able to do. And working with Adam was was like a dream come true as a little kid that grew up on that show. It was in reruns. I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) But I was religious and I have a lot of fond memories of it. And that's why when that came up as a possibility for me, I just jumped at the chance and I'll always be grateful to James Tucker for let me do that cool and for Mortal Kombat what other characters are you planning to or would you love to do a solo film with like in this way well I think there are still so many that could be done I think there's more to do with Liu Kang and Kung Lao and those would probably be my choices but then also some of the newer characters like Cassie Cage and stuff like that I think those could translate really well too they've got a whole universe of stuff and I think there's so many different ways that you can go with it and this movie in particular, I think, is so different than what you would expect from the Mortal Kombat franchise, I feel. It's kind of an action comedy sort of thing with some ultra-violence thrown in. (laughs) I just think that there's a lot of possibility that be had with this franchise, and hopefully this kind of pushes that forward. Certainly more than the between-fight cutscenes you get in the video games where you have like a minute or two to get a bit of story going. Yeah, especially when you can sit with the character for a little bit, learn a little bit more about them. It's always interesting to me. Yeah, well, I think that's all we have time for. So just thank you very much for your time. Really enjoyed the film. Great success in putting that all together. I look forward to seeing more of the Mortal Kombat stuff. I'm going to keep an eye on this as a loose, connected franchise now. I think it's a lot of fun. So well done and thanks very much for talking to me. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.
That was my interview with Rick Morales. I wish him the very best for all future projects. If you like what you heard, then hit subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We'd love if you would leave a five-star rating and review. If you want to discuss this interview, Mortal Kombat in general, or anything else, then you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook under Neil Before Blog, or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. You can also join us on Discord. For more interviews, a monthly news podcast, and deep-dive analytical discussions about your favourite nerdy things, join us on Neil Before Pod.